Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregiver Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. February is American Heart Month, and today we will discuss risks related to cardiovascular diseases for seniors and caregivers. Our guest today is Dr. Amy Donin, one of the nation's leading specialists in preventing heart attacks, strokes, and diabetes. She runs the Heart Attack and Stroke Prevention Center in Spokane, Washington, and is also the co-founder of the Bale Donin Method, that focuses on a holistic, personalized approach of cardiovascular risk reduction. Dr. Donin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are so honored to have you. Well, thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. I care so much about the caregivers and what we can do to make sure they stay healthy. I would like to begin by getting your perspective on what is included in the term cardiovascular diseases. Um, There is a lot of literature out there, but we still get many questions from our audience members about what the term actually entails, what's included within the term cardiovascular diseases. Could you shed some light on that? I sure can, Meghna. Thank you. Um, Yeah, the word cardiovascular disease is a broad scope for sure. Um, The most common uh, idea around cardiovascular disease are heart attacks and ischemic strokes. However, when the word cardiovascular disease is utilized um, in the public literature, it could include things like valve disease of the heart. It can include um, things like arrhythmias, um, heart failure. For the focus uh, that we take on heart attack and ischemic stroke prevention, we focus on plaque in the arteries or something called atherosclerosis because ultimately, Magna, what causes a heart attack or an ischemic stroke is when plaque is in, it develops in the artery wall virtually out of sight, out of mind. That's why nobody feels it until they do and that's why this problem is so elusive. People are fine on Monday and not on Tuesday and it's it appears to be rather sneaky and suspicious <laughs> but it doesn't have to be it, it plaque develops slowly over time and kind of hides in the artery wall and that can start in our 40s it can start in our 50s it can even start in our 20s um, for some people and it's very genetic in nature so when plaque develops in the artery wall when with that is coupled with some sort of chronic inflammation or acute inflammatory process like let's say an abscess tooth even, that plaque can rupture through the artery wall and the body's natural response is to heal that. And so the body sends in all kinds of things to form a clot to heal that ruptured artery wall and it's that clot that actually blocks the flow of blood either in the heart and we call it a heart attack or in the brain and we call it a stroke. You know, when you hear the term heart attack or stroke, it's it's almost paralyzing. It's it's such a scary thing to think about. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, and including me, you know, I always had this sense this is something that just comes upon you suddenly, and there's, you know, you just don't know what to do at that point. But I was reading right. something interesting where um, the article mentioned about ways and changes that you can make within your lifestyle, within um, your work-life balance to prevent this. Is that possible? Can you, can you share some tools with us? 
Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. Heart attacks and strokes are 100% preventable. And if we carry it a bit further and we think, I'm going to I'm going to tell a bit of a story because I want the the listeners to understand. We have thousands of miles arteries bring blood flow from the heart to the rest of the body. So they're these beautiful highway systems. If you think about a map, they're the highways. And plaque and and what we, a fancy word is atherosclerosis, can develop um, sort of underneath the pavement of those highways. And if, if over time, there, there continues to be cracks in the pavement. There continues to be inflammatory sources, which we'll talk about in a moment, what those sources of inflammation are. That's when that plaque can rupture and you can get a blockage of one of those highways leading to the event we might call it. So the question becomes then, what can we do about that? Is it just inevitable that, that we all have plaque growing in our artery wall? Um, the answer to that is absolutely not. It is insanely common. It remains the leading cause of death and disability for both men and women with all um, ethnic backgrounds. It is the most common cause of death and disability. So, but but here's the thing, Megna. We have tools that are very accessible um, that people can get and ask for to look for plaque hiding in the artery wall. Think about a garden hose. So we're not talking about the water that flows through the garden hose. A heart attack happens when that water, that hose is kinked or shut off and there's a blockage and the, and the water doesn't flow anymore and all this surrounding area doesn't get nur- nourishment in the heart. We call it oxygen and, and someone has a heart attack. But what I'm talking about is tools that can look for changes in the, in the hose itself, in the actual tube. Um, and, and those are very inexpensive, Magna, and it's just that people don't know how to ask for them. They're simple things like um, something called a carotid IMT scan, which is an ultrasound, not of blood flow of the carotid arteries, which are the large arteries of the neck, but actually that look outward. They shoot the ultrasound beam outward, and they tell us, are your arteries showing any signs of inflammation? Is there plaque development, and we also use another tool called coronary calcium scanning. These tests are on average about $100, and a lot of people are not offered these tests because they're not part of a normal workup, but I want your reader, our listeners to understand that it's up to them to become knowledgeable and ask for these tests. Once we find Thank you out... If, what's mm-hmm. that? Yes, I was going to say, once we find out if we have plaque in the artery wall, then what we do right. is we ask why. You know, why is it there? Um, and we go into all of the reasons why someone could have plaque. It can be genetics, Magna, like if we think mm-hmm. about a couple of people in the public media like uh, Bob Harper, who was the trainer of The Biggest Loser, who, you know, he's the epitome of health, and, and he's on the treadmill and getting a nice workout in and has a heart attack, and he thinks, how on earth did that happen to me? Well, his cholesterol looked fine. His blood pressure looked fine. His main driver of disease development, unbeknownst to him, was something called lipoprotein A. Um, so my point being there are lots of reasons why people can develop plaque in that highway system. So we need to find it, and then we need to ask why. Thank you for sharing that, because this is something that wasn't, um, you know, again, there seems to be, um, you've clarified uh, multiple queries that have come in regarding this. So this is very valuable that you just shared with us. 
Um, my final question to you is um, maybe an unusual one for you. Um, so our audience members are typically caregivers and seniors. Is it true that caregivers carry a higher risk for heart attacks and strokes? Um, why is that and what can be done about it? Yeah, great question. So you're very knowledgeable, and I appreciate you sharing this because it is very true. Matter of fact, there was a very large, a very nice uh, trial done and published in the Journal of Circulation, April of 2012, and it looked at exactly this population, caregivers. And in this case, it was over a million um, individuals who were caring for a loved one at home, and they separated the the time frame, Magna, so they looked at both men and women who were the caregivers, and they looked at were they, were they caregivers for less than a year, one to four years, and then over five years. And one of the things I want to point out is women who were caregivers for over five years actually carried the highest risk of stroke or heart attack, and it was actually stroke. They showed a 36% increased risk of stroke um, as they continued to be caregivers over five years. Men showed the highest risk between the one and four year time period. Um, the whole point to this, though, is to one, recognize that yes, indeed, caregivers do carry an increased risk between a 20 to a 36% increased risk of having a heart attack or stroke, and the question becomes why. Um, the, the why question is important because atherosclerosis is an inflammatory condition. So as I mentioned earlier with the Bob Harper example, there are lots of reasons people can have inflammation genetically. They can just be set up for this. Um, that's one thing. But also, a lot of things that we do to take care of ourselves every day fall by the wayside if we are caregivers. And I'm not just talking exercise and proper diet. I mean things like caring for our teeth, our gum line, getting into the dentist on a regular basis and seeing the hygienist regularly because one thing we've learned about caregivers is, one, they have their own health issues, which sadly have to be ignored in some situations as they're giving all their energy to somebody else. Um, so things like proper dental care, um, don't miss those recall appointments for yourself. Um, things like exercising, even 20 minutes of exercise we know makes a tremendous difference for cardiovascular health. Not focusing on what we're doing wrong, but are we eating enough good vegetables? Are we getting enough water in our diet? The other one is stress, Megan. I want to touch on sleep and stress real quickly. Stress um, we know as an entity, and the best definition I can give the audience is to be in an environment for which you perceive a lack of control. If you're caring for a loved one, I think that is one of the most stressful situations because there are things that go on that are beyond your control. That drives vascular inflammation in and of itself. There are these little brain centers that fire. They're called the amygdala. And the moment that happens, we develop this prime, prime situation to develop more plaque in the arteries and, unfortunately, for that plaque to rupture. So sometimes it's about getting counseling or doing mindfulness or doing gifts for yourself so that you can 
perceive more of a sense of control. So stress is big. The other one is sleep. We know that lack of sleep or sleep interruption drives vascular inflammation as well. Um, There was a study published just last week in the Journal of Nature looking at interrupted sleep and lack of sleep, how it drives inflammation in the body. So all these things, we always beat ourselves up and think, well, I should exercise more and I should eat better, and, and perhaps that's true. But don't forget about the small things, nurturing yourself, giving yourself some grace and getting a caregiver in so you can take a day off. Um, Caregivers are a very vulnerable population, and I respect the situation very much, and and it needs to be recognized. Thank you so very much, Dr. Doneen. This is uh, amazing information, and uh, you have touched upon many issues, um, you know, that have puzzled many of our audience members. Um, I would like to share your website URL uh, for our listeners who can visit that for more resources. Um, Dr. Amy Donin's website is baledonin.com. That's B-A-L-E-D-O-N-E-E-N.com. Um, it's an amazing website and with lots of resources on um, taking care of yourself, uh, tips to handle stress, and other fabulous aspects of cardiovascular diseases. Um, I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Tune in to our Caregiver Speak radio show on Feb 26 at 2 p.m. Eastern with caregiving expert Marjorie Papsteinmetz. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal care diary tool. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare underscore diary. Thank you once again, Dr. Donin. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much, Meghna. Thank you.